You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you're made aware anytime we put new content on. As always, this episode is brought to you by our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. They design all their clothes to be worn untucked, including their shirts and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, even for me, they they got some nice shirts and lots of different sizes, so check them out. Um, today's guest today's guest actually i've been he's probably been the most requested guest in the last three weeks there we go i must have had 15 mess direct messages and people go get ben from cbb's on he's a west ham fan because obviously ben put out a really fantastic video and a lot, lot of lot of coverage been busy man talking about um all that type of stuff but we're not gonna talk about any of that that type of stuff because west ham that's the main thing that was the first thing it's like when as soon as that video came on he talked about his dad, what he got from his dad, supporting West Ham. And he was like, oh, my God, get Ben on. So uh, uh, ben, <laughs> for those of you who don't know Ben, um, you haven't probably got kids under the age of eight. Fair enough, isn't it? It's fair enough, yeah. Fair CBBC enough, is six, and CBBC is a bit older, but yeah, eight, yeah. eight's a good number. Eight's a good number, yeah. So Ben is one of the presenters from CBBS, and more importantly, irregardless of that, he's a West Ham fan, so that's why he's on the channel. How are we, Ben? How are things, man? I'm good, thanks. How are you getting on? I'm all right. We're 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 we're, we're hanging in there. Hanging. Yes. Luckily, luckily, the schools aren't uh, on lockdown yet, so yeah, um, that's that's thankful. That's I know thankful. it's such a weird time, isn't it? Um, yeah just trying to make the best of it and you know doing stuff like this and being able to wear a west ham colored sweatshirt to talk to you is kind of what it's all about so i did notice that i did notice a subtle west ham colored you know and that's what i try to do in my background but my, know, like my, my mother-in-law said it looked like uh it looked like i was in the girl's bedroom but um it's uh it, i was gonna say it looks like you're in like a a nightclub in soho to be honest but well it works. that's the thing kind of yeah i mean as much as you can from in horn church but yes um it's yeah I, 
you can't get a decent purple out of those co- those RGB colors, but doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I'd rather have this in a red or a blue, you know. So uh, yeah, 100%. we can we can only be dealt dealt the hand we dealt with, aren't we, Ben? We can only play that hand. So um, I should have brought down. I've got a few uh, like West Ham memorabilia things upstairs, including like a little West Ham teddy. So I should have had him just here, really. Just in the um, when I was a kid, when I was really young, my mum is amazing at um, making stuff with her hands, yeah. so like cross stitch and um, knitting sewing all kinds of just ridiculous like she can make me jumpers and all kinds of different things um but when i was really young she made me two like west ham little people and yeah. one of them i had i was like that's trevor morley because he had like the dark hair that came down like this and went up so yeah. i've got him somewhere upstairs he's about 26 yeah. years old or something but he's up there bless him bless him and that that's what i love about things like that you sort of keep all these sort of mementos remember it's like the other day we obviously you know with lockdown everything everyone sort of is clearing out all their wardrobes and stuff like that aren't they and stuff and the amount of football shirt and obviously you know you find these football shirts and scarves i bought of like you know 2006 fa cup final sort of pristine um and all my daughter's shirts as well i must have kept them for some reason so you know the little ones like you know that and tiny yeah i've got some i moved um because my mum and dad have had all my stuff because Anytime I've lived anywhere, pretty much it's either been in a house share and I've had one room or when I first moved up north with this job, I had a little flat that I rented. So they had all my stuff. And, yeah. you know, my mum and dad will probably listen to this. So I should say they've still got quite a lot of my stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And cricket stuff and all that. But my West Ham shirts from when I was a kid, I've got them now and they're all upstairs. But some of the shorts, especially from when I was six, seven years old, they're smaller than my boxes. They're, they're absolutely yeah. tiny. Like, I can't get one leg of them. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's so nice to be able to keep that stuff. And yeah. I remember getting that kit for whichever birthday it was or um, yeah. Christmas. And just every year going through the West Ham catalogue. Like, oh, I, I mean, I literally had not everything. I wasn't spoiled like that. But I think back, I had an alarm yeah. clock, had bedspread, curtains, um, loads of different kits pencil case pens um yeah. i don't think i had a bag at one point i had you know um what's it called not wall i know what wallpaper is but the trim that goes round. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And that, a banner that's not yeah. what it's called you know what i mean no. that went round. it's like a dado rail but it's like yeah it's yeah bit, one yeah. of them yeah, yeah but just with the west ham logo yeah brilliant for oh, yeah <laughs> it's funny and even now you know it's ridiculous i don't I didn't realize i was talking to someone the other day i i am um, I don't mean I live out of West Ham. Like I'm 38 years old or 39, yeah, 39, 39 years old. I'm never out of a West Ham kit. I didn't think about it, but you know, it's like just because you just throw them on, and because there's there's like you know, it's the other day and you walk down the road and you forget what you're wearing. And even my face mask is a West Ham face mask. It's like, oh, well, geez. you're you're like this. I wore a West Ham face mask today because my mate Phil Gallagher. You should get him on. He plays Mister Maker. It's Mr. Maker. Oh, we've got to get Mr. Maker on there. It's, so, it's, and it's a new playlist as we're talking about. He, yes. he loves West Ham. He's a big West Ham fan. He likes Gillingham as well, but he's a big, big West Ham fan. And he bought me a West Ham face mask. He sent it in the post. So I wore it today. I went to the studio. And I mean, I feel a bit like I'm... Yeah, because you're like in Salford, isn't it? So, Do you know yeah. what I mean? When I was 14 and going into school, you'd have a mufty day and you'd always wear your West Ham shirt. It is a bit like that. And the amount of people go, come on, you irons. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm wearing a yeah, we've been social distancing for years because we don't shake hands or or, or do anything. We say, "Come on, your eyes, come on, your eyes." We nod, do the exactly. Nod, that's it, and that's it. No one, no one shakes hands or anything with West Ham, and that's it. That's what you need to know, isn't it? And it's, that's what I love about West Ham fans because you always find one. 
I mean, even for yeah, you know, everywhere, as I said, everywhere all you over go. the place. I remember yeah. the first time we went abroad, probably, um, I was nine, it was 1996. We went to Florida and you know, what's like at theme parks and stuff and people are wearing the West. I, I probably wore a West Ham shirt like most yeah. days, but you'd see people be like, a West Ham fan, as a West Ham fan. And you'd be like, so excited. It wouldn't be like, look, there's Mickey Mouse. It'd be there's someone who supports West Ham. Exactly. There's someone with Keith Rowland on the back of their shirt. I yeah, know, exactly. yeah, and everyone knows the pain as well. You just go, yep. And I think that's it. And I think that at that sort of, as you said, that pain, having that sort of, you know, 40 years of hurt type thing at the moment, um, that that makes us very, very different breed of fans. And um, that's why I think, you know, I, in the same way you say you walk down the road and say, come on, your wine, screw you. you do, I don't see that with like, a Tottenham fan walking down the road, another, t- you know, an Arsenal fan. I guess it depends, you know, if you, su- if I was walking around and someone, I supported Plymouth Argyle or yeah. Exeter City, I've said Plymouth and Exeter because I grew up in Devon, um, then you might have that because you don't see yeah. many of those fans, but, you know, you see United fans, I know so many United fans and so yeah, many I suppose where, you, where you're and based the at the moment. Yeah. That is, Arsenal fans, I like Arsenal, right? And yeah. loads of my mates are Arsenal fans, but if I hear them complain one more time about winning the FA Cup, I would give my right arm for West Ham to win the FA Cup. That is uh, just the dream. We're not going to win the league unless something ridiculous. We are not going to win the league. So yeah. we could win the FA Cup. Yeah. And I, I'm still not over 2006, to be honest. So when Arsenal fans are like, oh, yeah, under Wenger, oh, their last few years, you won the FA Cup like three times in four years or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I understand. I understand you want to be back in Champions League finals and totally but you know it's like it's it's like horses for courses isn't it though as well in that you know they're moaning about yeah we 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 should start moaning about finishing top 10 because that's yeah. like you know oh do you remember those days those Allardyce yeah, sure. and Kerbishly days where we finished top 10 we didn't have to worry about you know we were safe by March oh my god you know those hazy days yeah and if you support Swindon or Oldham you'd be delighted if you were where we are so exactly yeah, I remember exactly. Swindon and Oldham both being in the Premier League so I mean yeah yeah but we, we haven't got it too bad it could be no worse. we haven't got it too bad I mean I don't think I, I was under no apprehension we were going we to have a problem this year. I don't think, I think there's a lot worse teams than West Ham in the Premier League. And we're playing two of them in the next three days, next three games, I think. Um, and yeah, exactly. That's it. It's going to be mean. <laughs> now, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, we know that. That's so true. We know it's true, Ben, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll, I'll be accused of being a, a jinx. No, a ginx. Someone accused me of being a ginx once. Like, obviously, we'll be fine. They obviously weren't I mean, watching how to spell jinx, but yeah, but uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not problem. I'm not worried at all. Um, but I think hopefully that means you know if we get these good run of games coming up to Christmas, come January when we start the FA Cup, we haven't got the worrying of you know that's why we're never we're never going to win the League Cup because you know it starts in September when the season starts as well. We're too worried about having to get put, you know put points on the board, let alone put out two sides. Well, that um, and then when we get to the semi final, we lose nine nil to Man City true very true <laughs> yeah well by then we were still like in, in worry you know yeah, we still yeah, worry sure. about I, going I just down if um hopefully this year we're uh, i don't know hope i'm just hoping that Moyes takes it seriously this year and says come on let's have a proper crack at this yeah. because i think west ham fans we're realistic we've got hope but we're we're realists so i think in the past we're disappointed when we go and play 
like a third string 11 and get knocked out. And that's our best chance of getting any kind of glory or silverware and having a proper cup run. And it means a lot to the fans. So it does. that's why it was disappointing under previous managers who go, oh yeah, but we need to stay in the league. Yeah, we do, but let's, you know, let's see if we can do something special. Well, in the exactly. I mean, you know, we had a go with the first few rounds of the Carabao Cup until we get drawn against a good team. Um, and there was, there's clearly some good kids going, you know, coming through. So it's encouraging, but I, I agree. And I just think, I really think Moyes is putting together this, you know, you know, people talk about a project. Oh, I, I joined because of the project. There does seem the first time I can think of a project being developed here. You can see there's an idea, yeah. there's a nucleus. And um, I just hope he's given the time to do it because the trouble is we've chopped and changed so often that, you know, we get up, we, you know, I mean, even now Moyes has only got a year contract left. And so is it a surprise that he's not necessarily bringing in young, unproven talent? He wants guys who are already got experience to then, you know, like the Craig Dawson's of this world to just fit into a squad, you know, um, we'll see. But I, for the first time, in quite a while, I'm quite excited though about the players that we've brought in. Me too. And I, yeah, yeah. Probably not, and I mean this in the nicest way to Dawson. Like, you know, yeah. I wasn't yeah. like, well, no. but he'll do a job for us. So great. Yeah. But you look, Bowen has been great since he signed. Yeah. Suchek is ridiculously good. Like yeah. that was a we got him at a great price. I'm never sure if it's Kufal or Sufal, but he's I, don't know, cause like I don't know because I don't know because they say both, and it should be sure yeah. if it's Suchek, it should be Kufal. Yeah, I, I say Kufal, so yeah, I he's been brilliant for us. And then I'm excited about Ben Rama, a weird one, because why did we get rid of Dean Garner to then bring in Ben Rama? But you look at, in the past, you know, if we'd have bought four or five players, two or three of them, you think, well, they're going to leave in 12, 18 months because it's not going to work out. And with these guys, they've bedded it. Well, obviously, Ben Rama's only just signed, but Suchek and Bowen at the end of last season, you could yeah. have said, oh, they were our best two players. Yeah, yeah. Easy. Um, Antonio obviously was amazing at the end of the last season. But um, it feels like there's a better vibe about the club and the fans yeah. that feel a little bit more on side. And yeah, I'm hopeful rather than think, rather than being despondent about what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there seems a buzz, doesn't it? There seems a buzz amongst the team. You see, uh, they, you know, they, they're doing loads of training videos on YouTube, you know, the club are releasing all them and they seem to be having a laugh and a giggle. And I think Ben Rama is actually probably such a West Ham player because he is that, that maverick player, which yeah. sometimes we, you know, we, we crave, we love, we love a maverick and it's, I just think, yeah, he's a bit different and we'll see what happens. You know, I, I, again, you know, I'd, I said I'd throw him on on Saturday because I think you know it's it's Fulham are his league. He's played in, he's played against them. He scored loads of times last season against them. Um, yeah, exactly. And you just think, you know, if he if he plays or even comes on for the last half an hour and gets gets a goal or got a brace or something, I mean, let's be extra hopeful. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that would be such a good start. Like you say, he's the kind of player that West Ham fans love. So. Yeah. I'm I'm excited about watching him play properly. Me too. Me too. Me too. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, I know it's it's yeah, it's exciting. I, I'm excited because I just think there's there's something building. You can see it, and also the backroom staff. They all seem to be on the same page. They shout, and I mean, when when you're watching the games, Ben, do you watch them with the crowd noise on or the crowd noise off at the moment? Depends where I am, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I go to my mum and dad's, because I'm allowed to see them because of the bubble stuff, because I live on yeah. my own. Um, I prefer it with the noise on, but I think my dad sometimes prefers it off. Yeah. So I've done both. 
it depends what channel it is, I think, because if you've got crowd noise, but it's low enough, it's cool. But sometimes it's like really overbearing. And they do yeah. that on the IPL as well. I watched the cricket yeah. the other week. Yeah. And then the crowd noise was way too loud. And then it's kind of jarring. But if it's subtle, I quite like it. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. And was, But what, one thing I didn't realise, because I assumed it was a guy on a soundboard. I assume there's a poor little sap in a in a truck, but it's not. It's all done through AI. It's all done through AI. Um, yeah, we had a, a guy on from Sky um, who worked for Sky. I know you found out when we were just talking. And uh, yeah, he some guys invented it based on Opta and this type of thing. And they obviously plumbing all the FIFA in the same way. If you're playing FIFA on on the on the PlayStation or Xbox, you know, it's yeah. all it's all it's the same thing, same principle apparently, but. Wow, yeah. okay. That's really interesting. Which even makes it even more worrying if you was a Norwich fan, because last year when they got booed off the pitch and we were 3-0 up at half-time against them, it's like the robots have turned against them. You know, AI's turned yeah. against Farkey. Yeah. He'll have a chance, bless I mean, him. that must be so disappointing. You're getting booed off and there are no fans there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just thought, oh, God, poor guy. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a crowd noise. When Obviously, I'm at, the, I'm at the games during, obviously, at the home games. So, and it's so quiet that I put crowd noise on. Uh, just, just, just what like a watch along or something like one of the YouTube channels, just to have something, some sort of something. Because otherwise, it's so quiet you can hear the journalists typing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but away from home and the, the games on telly, I, I like it off because I just like hearing people swear. To be honest, I mean, yeah, there is that. I find it really interesting as well in terms of what language the players are speaking and what yeah. they're shouting at each other. And um, yeah, I love behind the scenes videos and clips and stuff i saw something yeah. the other day of thierry henry um absolutely hammering his players hammering them yeah. and i was like can you imagine playing under thierry henry knowing he's that good and him giving you grief and thinking he could probably do a better job out here than me yeah. even though he yeah. retired however many years ago <laughs> um th- they said that didn't they when we had um was it when we had Zola as manager yeah, and they said he was the best player at training? <laughs> yeah, and that's the trouble, isn't it? You get, you get players like, I think that's probably Glenn Hoddle as well. He was usually the best player when he was England manager and stuff like that. And, yeah, yeah I like listening to, because obviously we've got quite we've got quite a fiery bench. And so we've got, you know, a few Scots. We've got, you know, we've got a Scouser. Yeah, we've got, yeah. Yeah, we've got a Piercy. You know, yeah. we've got the Irvine and, uh, and Moisey. There's a lot of noise coming from them. And, I, and it can be quite, I think it's quite intimidating. I like that. I mean, I don't want a manager who just sits there and doesn't do no, anything. No, no. I, I, like I don't work for West Ham anyway. We, you no. know, we want someone who cares about the club and really understands what the club is about. I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, Allardyce never really endeared himself to the Hammers fans. Mm. If you were given... If you were going to take, if we were saying to someone who doesn't know anything about West Ham, right, you're doing your first press conference as manager, what are you going to say? Go in there, talk about the tradition, talk about the way West Ham yeah. likes to play football, um, talk about the fans, talk about the passion, the stadium, when we were at Upton Park, all of that stuff. Don't go in, do not go in and go, the West Ham way, what's that? They haven't played like yeah. that for years. Immediately, like, brilliant, well done. <laughs> Got you back up, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird. I like I like a tracksuit manager. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like I like a tracksuit manager. That's why I like Moisey because I, I like a tracksuit manager. There's something to be said. I think you know. I mean, that's why I never really took to Pellegrini. I never really took to him. Yeah, he was a fantastic manager. That like his, his track record. But he was in a suit, and and when and then when he wore a tracksuit, it looked like he was like doing the gardening. He did, didn't look, didn't look right. He didn't look right. Um, you either go, it depends, though, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? On, yeah. on the person, yeah, it does so. I 
if you take Frank Lampard, Lampard yeah. can do both, but he looks absolutely banging in a suit. Like he looks good in a suit, smart. Yeah. Whereas yeah. when he's in a tracksuit, I'm a bit like, mm, doesn't look like he's made an effort. Yeah. Well, you can tell it was like the games. You could tell the games that Pellegrini wasn't bothered about because he'd be tracksuited up. You know, so it was like Burnley. Yeah. Um, well, at least Moyes is always the same. Always, always the same. Unfolded most of the time with a yeah. massive watch now as well. They ha- yeah, it's huge, isn't it? But I think he's it's got like quite a rush. This one. Yeah, exactly. And 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 it's like he's because his arms are quite small as well, so it, it it looks even bigger, doesn't it? But no, I I think it's good. I, I like it. I like a man in a. I like a you know my managers in a tracksuit, but then if you know someone like Guardiola, see he he's got it, he's got the the difference because he can go with a roll neck, he can go with like a t shirt, like under you know terribly exciting stuff to talk about West Ham, <laughs> West Ham, but it's true. I think it makes it, a big it difference. Yeah, and also you know you've got to be able to match as well. Like yeah. Kirby would always wear a, a claret tie, wouldn't he? Yeah, claret tie. See. Uh, I'm thinking. I mean, I I was. I think Pardew got. I think Pardew got the the it, it right, the balance right, because he was. You know, sometimes he went with glasses as well. You know, he'd be on the touchline mm-hmm. with glass. You know, and I just think mix it up. You know, you play you play your opposition and and you sort of match your your. If you're against Guardiola, you got to look a bit smarter. Um, if you're against, I don't know, Chris Wilder, tracksuit. I can't get past though. As soon as you mention him dressed up, I just think about that ridiculous dance he did in, when he was at Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> but was it, was it, uh what did bobby keep yeah, they call him chocolate didn't they they used to call him chocolate because he wanted you could literally eat himself that's how much <laughs> that's what they used to call him chocolate and uh no, he's all right Adam. no he's a good man i actually used to remember when we was at the old ground me and the announcer at the time jeremy we would often have to meet mr pardew before the game in his office because because alan was so not controlling us the wrong word, but he wanted to know everything that's going on. So he wanted to know what music we were going to play, like in the stadium before, you know, as the fans are coming really? in. And I was really? like, yeah, literally to that level. And um, we sort of said, you know, whatever, you know, Guns N' Roses or whatever. Um, the Foo Fighters weren't there at the time. That's what I always play at the moment. Um, but no, Foo Fighters are my favourite band. In fact, I've got well, a Dave Grohl just up there. <laughs> well, because I've, you know, I saw I saw pictures of Dave Grohl with like a West Ham badge with him. You know, like like I think there was a connection there somehow. But uh, no, no, famously, everyone takes Mickey at me because I play Foo Fighters when we lose uh, because it's like generic rock and it's like the first one on my on my playlist my West Ham are losing players but honestly Pardew would literally want to go every, what we what we playing and he'd say do you know what we need a bit, bit today Russ bit of Sinatra <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Alan okay right okay did you ever play Frank Sinatra no ever? but what no but we never played it but then one day he went to see the Rat Pack at, uh, live at the um, Savoy and um, he went backstage and he got the Dean Martin impersonator to turn up to the ground to sing bubbles to the teams they oh, came really? out. And really? he didn't know the words. Brilliant. <laughs> did he do, what did he do then? Did he make it up? It's sort or? of like, you know, like uh like he like sort of scattered, you know, like 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 proper jazz, like yeah. I'm bubble, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> 
he had loads of ideas, Alan. He had lo- the other one was he'd, he'd went to speaking of Florida, he'd, he'd went to SeaWorld and it was at the Shamu show or something like that. And the um, the guy in the, pr- the presenting of the, the display of the the whales would ask questions and the camera would zoom in on a pl- on a family and they'd give the answers by saying yeah. like one, two, or three. And he said, I think we should do that at West Ham. I was like, no, but why not? Well, can you imagine? Yeah, like at half time, you know, like you know, zooming in, zoom, okay, you know, what out of these three players, which one is coming up with the, the kiss cam next? Yeah, exactly. But could you imagine the the the, the options are one, two, and three? And could you imagine yeah, the West Ham play fans how they would how they would say one, two, or three without showing on on camera? It's not really particularly user friendly. No, family viewing, family friendly content. No, I don't think so. So, um, bless him, he did have his good ideas. Anyway, we digress. 22 minutes in that's probably a record for me to be honest um, i've enjoyed it before i ask the first question the first question is i know i know we know why you're a west ham fan because you said your dad's influence but how why why is your dad a west ham fan and, and and you know and also why are you because yeah you might not have chosen to be a west ham fan for example. um my dad was born in 58 so yeah. you know it's classic 66 bobby moore yeah he was his hero his his older brother they used to, they lived in Coventry. He was born in, my dad was born in London, but then they moved to Coventry and um, he goes to Highfield Road and stuff. Yeah. Um, so his brother, my uncle, is still a season ticket holder at Coventry. His other brother supports Sheffield Wednesday, but they used to go to Co- Coventry all the time. And my dad loved Bobby Moore. Was like, I'm a West Ham fan. And that was that. And then yeah. for me, genuinely, I don't remember a time in my life when I didn't support West Ham, like mm-hmm. all of my memories pretty much. And that obviously I must have memories before I knew about West Ham. Yeah. But when I look back at being a kid, I'm like, well, it's always been there. I don't remember it ever being a consideration. It was like, it was, that was just it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I can kind of remember from 93, 94, definitely 94, 95. Uh, I remember the, the world cup in, in 94 uh that obviously england weren't in so i supported brazil which is the only glory hunting i would think i've ever done <laughs> um and yeah it was just there was never ever any doubt or any chance of me changing you know when you're younger you think oh god i wish i supported a better team at times yeah, yeah. um not a chance no not a chance no. so yeah it's always been west town it's character building isn't it it is character building it's something like that fan. Yeah. yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. But it's sort of, you know, it's a good lesson in life. That's why I've always tell my daughter, because she she she's not really into football. I think she's into it because daddy likes it. Um, yeah. but you know, she's like, oh, you know, she they know if if they've lost, because I'll come in and I'll sit down and unseries link match of the day. You know, doesn't matter what they're watching, it could be strictly whatever. Off. Yeah, and they go, Okay, so they lost today then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Flo would say, Daddy, why do you support West Ham? Mm-hmm. And they never win and i was like yeah they don't but when they, they do, do it's great it's great that's the thing i kind of think if i ever have kids one day there's a huge part of me that would love them to support west ham but there's another part of me that thinks just do yourself a favor and support someone else <laughs> <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah i'm split there 50 50 i think 
yeah no i think it's i think it's a good lesson in life because i said so i said to my daughter it just proves you can't get everything in life but when you do get something you need to enjoy it that sounds like that sounds like the end of one of your programs ben that does it's like a that does, yeah. you can do the next link next, time the next link yeah oh, exactly yeah could you imagine god mr tumble i got nothing on him um <laughs> so um so yeah no it's and, and i just think yeah it's I mean, again, my daughter, she's, she'll, she'll know nothing more than West Ham. And, you know, I mean, she was three days old and she I had a picture of her in the playoff trophy. Brilliant. Yeah. So she was like scarred from an early age. Yeah. Um, but she said, I was probably about a year, I was probably about two years before you, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon I, I started really supporting them about 92. I was a glory hunter because they were in the champ. What was the league one? Was it championship or was it division one? I can't remember. But they'd just uh, been yeah. promoted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just going. So '92, so that season we've you know we went up with uh, Clive Allen scoring the the second against uh, Cambridge United. Um, so I was a really I was a glory hunter. You know, I turned up just as we were beating teams like you know Oxford United five three and stuff like that. But uh, no, yeah, it was just, and as you said, that's it. And once you're in, you're in, in it really. You can't really get much. out. No, it's like fun. Yeah, I think I've come to a it's better for me now than it used to be it used to be in an unhealthy way where i'd get so nervous if i was going to a game i'd get so nervous really and yeah and my heart rate would be ridiculous and i enjoyed it but it was too much do you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. and then for years literally if you said or well, one of my mates was like do you want to do x y or z i'd be like yeah but west ham playing so can we do it before or can we do it after or yeah. whereas now you know, if well, I think I life, life, really life takes over, or I'm working, life. or something, I'm like, yeah. I want us to win. I'm going to be checking the score, but yeah. it doesn't. I'm not going to let it dictate my mood for the whole day if we lose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas That's it used true. to just. It still does. It depends on the game. It still does. Not over it. Fourteen years <laughs> later, but you know, if we lose yeah. against Fulham, I'll be annoyed. But yeah. you just have to go. Well, we look. <laughs> we played. Funny with cup games 45 50 games a season so you know the club will still be there next season whether we're in the premier league or the championship and the fans will still be there and the songs will still be there and yeah you know the club is bigger than me as an individual fan or declan rice as a player or whatever in 15 years time the players now won't be there but the club still will do you know what i mean so it's like yeah 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 Yeah, no it's very uh yeah, that's a very good way of thinking of it. You know, it's trying to be more philosophical and grown yeah, up. No, I, I like, yeah, no, I like. Yeah, dictate. Yeah, everything. It's true. It is true, and it's like I think some people still, uh, you know, even in their their more experienced age, uh, are still in that sort of like that's it. You know, it's it's their life, and, it, and for a lot of people, it is. But I, I yeah. know what you mean. It's like and there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, I was no, like, no, for me, I can't keep feeling like this because I'm not enjoying stuff. No, no, no. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't enjoy the FA Cup final. I didn't enjoy it. We were yeah, tuning yeah. up and I was shaking. My mate, yeah. I watched it with my mate at Cardiff Uni because um, he was there and I'd taken a year out, but I'd gone up uh, to visit him for the weekend. We were tuning up. I was shaking and he likes rugby more than football. He was like, what the wrong with you? You're winning 2-0. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, but it's West Ham. And he was like, what? Do you want another beer? I was like, yes, but yes. I was so <laughs> nervous. So, it was awful. And then, yeah. It just well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to in, live in the moment more and enjoy it yes. more than what it is. And yes. my expectations are lower. You know, yeah. I didn't expect us to get anything <laughs> out of the Liverpool game. So no, when yeah. we won up, I was loving it. But when we lost, I was like, well, that's kind of what mm. I expected. 
expected, but it was a great very, yeah. We did well, but we could have won it. We definitely could have got a draw. Mm. I'm the than, same. I think I'm. I think I'm totally the same. I'm. I'm. A, I'm a, a realist, and you know, you're. It's like everyone's like, oh, you know, obviously the fallout from Saturday, you know. But you're right. You know, you played the league champions. It's a free hit. Yeah, we could have won, but we didn't. Next yeah. game, you know, it's all about the next game, and and I know and you mean things like Spurs. Yeah, but we know they can, they're going to come. That's the thing, and it's like you know they come three or four times a season. We turn up. And the frustration is why we don't turn up every game, but we yeah. do. Um, uh, but that's it. You don't know what game they're going to turn up at, so you have to watch every game, um, or, or you know, whatever. But you know, it's, it comes to a point where you know, it's it, you know, it, for me, I'm the same as you. I'm I'm a realist, and it's like you know, I always look at things half full. Now, I just think there's particularly now in these weird times we're in now, you have to enjoy every moment, and that's what West Ham fans have never been able to do. You know, we'll yeah. we'll turn over like. I don't know, we turn over Leicester and we turned over Wolves. And then the first thing people go is, oh, but we're still an injury away from being a rubbish team. <laughs> we're not at the moment. You know what I mean? It's like, we're not. Just enjoy it. Just you know, you... enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Because we didn't expect to win under those games. No. It's certainly not 4-0 and 3-0. So no, exactly. you know, I said to my dad when we were 3-0 down against Spurs and we got that free kick, I was like, um, we're going to win 4-3. And he went, yeah, yeah. right. And I said, no, nah, you're right. We're going to draw 3 all." And he was like, nonsense. And we scored from that free kick. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't actually believe we were going to draw three all. Um, <laughs> but it was beautiful when it happened. It and that beautiful. Lanzini goal is just, that's one of my favourite memories from the last few seasons. Just, it is. It was just brilliant. What's a hit? A perfect goal, last minute, equaliser, brilliant comeback. And yeah. I got to watch it. You know, it's been a weird year. I got to watch it next to my dad. And we both jumped off, off the sofa and went mad. It was great. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? But I remember my mother-in-law because we sort of moved her back in for a lockdown, and um, she'd had a few weeks off, but we brought, brought her back in, and she came sort of running in thinking I'd turned my ankle or something, because <laughs> I was like, "No, sorry, it's just a this is a ninety-fourth minute equaliser for Manuel Lanzini against our." our I said lots of swear words. Um, yes, it was, great. it was great. I'm glad I wasn't live on CBBS. At the no, that's so why I said you probably you get all out your system, then you come back yeah. in on Monday morning, and it's like. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Do you? Because like, do you, like speaking of that, do you sort of have to mute? You, obviously, not during, not during when you're filming, obviously, but afterwards, you know, does it? Do you switch on? Do you switch off? You know, in terms of what you say and things like that. Not, not really. No, I'm. No. You know, you'll have probably seen, and if anyone's listening or watching, and they've got kids, they'll probably. I'm. Pretty much trying to be really simple, like the same. I don't. It's my yeah. screen and screen persona aren't hugely yeah, different. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know, right now I'm not playing hide and seek with the teddy bears, but <laughs> yeah. ultimately I'm the same guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah obviously you're not. I don't swear a lot anyway, but yeah, you know, but that's just going to work, right? You're not going to be in the office. It's true. It's it, yeah, it's true. It, yeah, it's just the same. Obviously, you've got to be a little bit careful about whatever it might be because you've got a microphone and a camera on you. So yeah, you know. I'm not no, really it makes no, it makes sense. But, just interested, yeah. just interesting. Yeah, so, um, you, you know, you I, I for me, it's important to be kind of authentic and genuine to who I am and what I'm about. Not only because it, it works better for me as a presenter, yeah, and to have that authentic voice, but also it means that when I'm doing CBBS or shows on CBBC or this must stuff for much of the day or whatever it is that mm. people look at it and go oh that's the same same bloke yeah, whereas it's not yeah if, if when i do something for much of the day i'm 
more like this and then i'm on cbb's and i'm like yeah like, well is it which do you know what i mean totally so you so you're saying yeah i mean and, and that's that's the best way to be isn't it it's not you're not putting a different mask on for a different show you know and it's yeah, like uh, it's horses like you were saying earlier with i can't remember what we were talking about but it's horses for courses it just, yeah. if it works for you to kind of be more of a character or have a different persona that's yeah. it i i don't think that would work for me as a presenter i don't and also then when if i needed to deliver a link like the one that went out the other week i don't think yeah. then it would be as powerful because it's not coming from here yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's about be authentic. You're totally right. Totally right. Yeah. I think that's why people like I think that's why at the moment a lot of people are liking, you know, obviously there's loads of content coming out on YouTube and stuff because it's just people talking. And I think that's why people are quite interested. That's that's why people like this show, because it's just two people talking, whether it's you know an ex player or whether it's a fan or whatever, you know, it doesn't really matter. And it's just all just like two people talking in a pub. That's the whole idea. And I think it's the same as if, you know, I'm talking to I don't know. Ray Winston, well, like Ray Winston, yeah. I know. I, I listened back to me, and I went really Cockney, and I just think, <laughs> and it's like even more so, and it's like I'm, I'm not even, no, I'm not Cockney, but I, yeah, I don't you're know. That's all good. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I, I kind of, you know, I, I've said this in interviews and stuff recently. Yeah, I don't care whether I'm talking to you or, you know, the cleaners at work or someone who's super famous. People are just people. Like, yeah, it's true treat people properly and with respect and you know you like them or you don't i'm not yeah. interested in their status or what their job is like yeah whatever so it's very true it's very true i'm exactly the same i don't care if i'm talking to it. and that, to be honest uh, you know in all honesty it's it's i find it more no nerve-wracking when i'm interviewing ex-players than when i'm talking to guys like yourselves or, or yeah or any normal like normal fans you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. it's like you know it's, you can just relax a bit more you're not worried that you're got their stats wrong or whatever you mean you know here i make mistakes i can't remember any of any i'm rubbish yeah, at but I mean, most players I, I, you'd like to think that most people would be cool about it anyway do you know what i mean if yeah. you've got stats slightly wrong unless you're really pedantic you're just gonna let that go or yeah like, joke out of it you know so you did yeah well, i know what I, you mean I, I, I got it, I got it very wrong. I got I had to redo that my my intro to we interviewed David Cross, who um obviously 1980 FA Cup winner. Um and on Wikipedia it only has their league goals. And so and that's when I found out that it only has their league goals. So I said, Oh, you scored six and seven. No, I scored 99 goals, Russ. Okay, we'll start that one again. Hello, everyone. You know, it's like from then on, I have to like make sure. But uh no, yeah, everyone's really sore. The, the only one actually tell like Tony Cotty. He pulled me up because I said he had seven England caps and he had eight, or I said he had eight and he had seven. I was like, oh, come on. Come on, TC. Come on, mate. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I met Tony Cotty once and he was well nice to me. So, yeah, he's safe. Yeah, he was sound. So I just started working for the International Cricket Council. Yeah. Because um, that's what I did before TV. I was working yeah. in sport development. And it was my first week. And there was a test match going on at Lord's. So the office was at Lord's. And it was ridiculous. I was like, here yeah. I am hadn't had a job for quite a while because I was struggling after uni to do you, you, it was you know yeah. a kind of a job is not fun then I get this job which is perfect you know, for you. not a dream job but kind of like sorry what? I get to work at Lords okay yeah. anyway first week it's May the sun's shining there was a test match that week between um, England and I think it was the West Indies it was 2012 someone might correct me if that's wrong someone will tweet you probably and go and um it was the same week as the playoff final. Yeah. Against Blackpool. Yeah. 
I can't remember. If, was the playoff final the Saturday or the Sunday? It Saturday. was the Saturday because that was my daughter's due date. Okay, so that would have been the third day of the test match, I think. Yeah, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Yeah, so I saw Tony, I think, on the Friday, I think. And I'd got off the tube at St John's Wood and I was at the traffic lights to walk down to go to, to Lord's. Yep. And there were loads of people around because it was test match day. Yep. And we stood there and I look across and I'm like, it's Tony Cotty. I was like, I can't not say anything to him. So I just went, mate, we're going to win tomorrow or, you know, Saturday or whatever. And he went, oh, yeah, I think so. You know, uh, we should. Do and he was lovely. And he goes, are you going? And I said, no, I can't. And he was like, what? Why? I said, well, I've just started a new job. He's like, what are you doing? So I said, no, I was at the ICC. So I'm working on Saturday. We've got this big event. And he was like, mate, you need to get your priorities sorted out. I was like, it's my first week. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was really nice. And um, and then weirdly, so I was so excited. I think I either rang my dad or texted I've just had a chat with Tony Cotty. And then I walked past Alan Kerbishley. Like, I could literally, a minute later, and I just smiled at him like an absolute lemon. Oh, and he must, I think he, he must have had it low. So he was like, he definitely knows who I am, but I didn't say anything to him. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen Alan Kerbishley now. I'm working at Lords. It's a test match. I've seen Alan oh, Kerbishley and Tony Cotty. It's my first week. This is nuts. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was quite cool. That's like that's a bit like how I am now because it's like when I started this is I mean this has been going for five months I think now and um and it started off yeah interview and then like my I was looking because it's like I put my phone into my into my my, my car and obviously you got that car play and you can click your text messages and it had all my recent text messages and I was like I should screenshot this because it had like Stuart Slater uh jack mate you know da, 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 alan not alan alan pardew alan pardew was there and da, da, da. i was like oh yeah, my yeah. mental yeah so no, i love it yeah it's one of those where you got to pinch yourself a little bit and go oh, yeah it's a bit weird um, but, uh, anyway let's talk about the 11 because <laughs> we're 40 minutes in i know it's gone quick <laughs> wrap yourself in yes so um so the hammers 11 everyone read on and um, we've interviewed and they've given their 11 the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen and play that's the only rule ben you can talk about whoever you want in whatever context um which is really really cool um so we'll start off in goal because in goal is usually usually the easiest for some people so who is in goal for the Ben 11 do you want my formation or not? Yeah, go on. Yeah, what is your formation? I'll make a so, note. I sent this to my dad yesterday. I was like, what do you make out of this? And he goes, you're not going to win many games. And I was like, well, no. I'm kind of going for like a Brazil vibe where we're going to oh, score more God. goals than the opposition. It's going to be terrible. I've gone for it in terms of players that I'd want to see on the pitch at the same time. And I think nice. I'm hoping that the West Ham fans will like this team. Yeah. Um, so... It's a 3-4-3 with a diamond in midfield. Ooh, but my dad said it's kind of like a 3-1-2-1-2-1. I'm, I'm saying it's a 3-4-3 with a diamond. Okay, we'll go 3-4-3. Yeah. No, it's lucky. Because I used to do like the teams on like a, on, like, a PowerPoint. And like, lucky that. Jeez. 3-1-2-1-2-1. Like, <laughs> that like, is what it is. I mean, I've got it here. I won't show you because then it will that's, reveal. That's on brilliant. The, on the, on the, I love it, man. I remember okay. like... You know, we interviewed older players and older fans, more, sorry, more experienced fans. Um, because obviously in the 60s, I mean, your dad would, he would have left offs and yeah, yeah. forwards. I had no idea any, I felt so stupid, but anyway, uh, right, we'll go in goal because that's the easy one. Uh, in the position time, who is in goal for Ben 11? That's the question, Raymond van der Ham. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'd say I had to type, I'd have to Google that, I'd have to type it. Remember, he signed for us, um, he did. I think 
the year we went down and he never played. We signed him for Man United and he never played for he, us. He had a few for Man United. Roy Carroll as well for Man United. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, my goalkeeper. There are, can I tell you about the ones that I... Yes, honourable mention. So, yeah. I really like Rob Green. I yeah. thought Rob Green was great and he seems like a top bloke and he's interesting. Um, so, yeah, he was a consideration. Shaka Hislop. Yeah. I really like Big Shaq. And... Then Lucas Fabianski, and I don't want to, I'm not name dropping, but I've got to do the last two community features at West Ham for um, Match of the Day. And the last one I did this time last year, it was the player that they offered up. It was um, the stuff that they, the club do around um, the Players Project. Players Project, yeah, yeah. And everyone goes to the stadium on the same day. Anyway, we had Lucas Fabianski and he was, he was brilliant. He was really lovely with all the participants. And we went on this bus trip from the foundation to the stadium and we filmed all of it. And then I had an interview with him and he was, he was such a nice bloke. And, you know, it showed last year when he was injured, how much we struggled without him. So Fabianski, it was close, but I've got to go for Ludo. I'm putting McCloskey in goal. Oh, Ludo McCloskey. So, yeah, just uh, he's the first goalkeeper I can remember. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. And I love the song. I love going to an away game and the song come, Oi, big boy, what's yeah. your name? So I love it so much. And the only time I've ever, ever had a West Ham goalkeeper's jersey was when it was the bright yellow one with Dagenham Motors and the back yes. right in the middle. Yeah. And that's, that's a Ludo top, so it had to be him in goal. Yeah, yeah, and he was like he epitomizes West Ham Ludo does because like he would have an absolute worldie about two or three times a season, usually against Man United, and then bless him, he'd have a flap, he'd have a flap, yeah. you know. I've been, I've, obviously, with lockdown, you know, particularly when we had no football, I watched a lot of old football. Um, Rob Banks is um, like putting all the um, series, all the West Ham season reviews on YouTube. They get taken down, but um, yeah. and yeah. My granddad called him Loopy Ludo, bless him. And <laughs> and and it's like I, I see why now. Um, but he was fantastic, and he was unusual. He was a you know he was, he was this from the Czech Republic. Clearly, no one knew where the Czech Republic was. Um, hence the song. Um, but as Tony Gale said to me, you know, you couldn't have you know my name is Ludic McCloskey. I come from near Prague. Wouldn't work. <laughs> but yes, but super Ludo's in goal and a lovely bloke. Um, you know, it's funny. You know, he's. A Czech or Czech Republic, you know, Czechoslovakia, and we've we've got quite a good at the moment. Quite a good Czech, and apparently, is they're scouting the scouting the Czech leagues now for a striker for you know. So, I mean, if they're as good as the lads who've just come in, I'll take it. Well, I think Thomas Suchek should be our new head of recruitment. He's the one who who suggested uh, yeah, yeah, he's been he's been amazing for us. So yeah, yeah, right, okay, we'll put Ludo in. Right, we so Ludo's in, and yeah, yeah, that's a good mention as well because we he stopped United winning the league. So happy days. It always helps, yeah. and I think also I remember I think well, I think Man United were like looking at Ludo like when Schmeichel had left um, as a replacement. He never went, but um, maybe because because that the only scout they did was when they played him and they, he was out of this world. So yeah, it's probably his assumption was he bought him, he couldn't make them lose the league again. So yeah. right, okay, so we got the back three. Who's the first one of the back three then, Ben? I'm going for Julian Dix. Julian Dix, the Terminator. He's got to be in there. Uh, similar, really, in terms of when I think about, you know, my earliest memories of supporting West Ham, Julian yeah. Dix looking absolutely hard as nails, smashing free kicks and penalties in with his left peg, shirt untucked, 
undone. So do you remember when we had the buttons up here and he'd have it like really undone, but with a really flappy collar? Or when he used to rip his shirt, do you remember when they used to have the like the hooped collar and he used to rip yeah. it collar? Yeah. So, much, so many kids got smacked from their parents because they were trying to Yeah, he just bought the new shirt, just ripped it. Um so he has to be in there because he's a fan's favourite. Yeah. He's never gonna shirk a tackle, he's gonna no. get stuck in, he'll show pa all the West Ham fans want, you know, I was watching the Liverpool game and I've got time for Haller, right? I think Haller could be amazing for us. Yeah. But I was watching him and just being like, mate, just please jump for a header. Um, yeah. And I think he could be really, really good for us. But if we've had some bang average players, but if they work their socks off and give it everything, the fans like him. And Julian yeah. Dix, not only was he good, he worked his socks off and he, he cared. And um, that's what you want. And I think if I was a football player, what would I want to do? I'd want the fans to love me. That's what I'd want. I'd want to have a relationship with the fans. I'd give everything. You'd want to get it back. If you didn't play well, yeah, you're going to get stick. But you go, well, I haven't played as well as I could, but I've tried. Yeah. And that's and, what we ask, isn't it? That's yeah. Try your hardest every game. And yeah, Julian Dixie's in there for character as much as his football. Yeah. And, and, for, and for the ability to, to galvanize a, a club, a crowd, uh, a team from left back you know it's like yeah. you know left left of the three here but you know it's yeah. not the most glamorous position but he could he could just like one of his tackles or one of it you know it's like and as you said he was a good player and he was skillful i remember um someone mentioned it and i had to find it on youtube when he was playing man united man, it's always man united but when he was playing man united he used to do this thing where it was the ball was coming to the end edges of sort of the byline and he would dink it over the player running towards him. And it was once it was Cantona and, and Cantona just stood there and just nodded afterwards. And so, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. If, if Cantona could do that and appreciate it, then anyone else can. Right. Okay. Now, now it would be a gif within like. Yeah. And it'd be a zoom in, wouldn't it? Zoom in into his yeah, face. Yeah, and it'd be like, you know, anytime you do something good, you yeah. know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing, everybody just gets meme now, don't it? And gift, so it's like, yeah, that would be a class. It's like that one of um, the Chuck Norris one where he's all just please thumb up. That's like, that's what they should be doing, but yeah, good, God bless Julian. Um, yeah, and uh, he, he was a he became a dad again during lockdown, so did he? Um, yeah, you know, because hopefully he's, he's not having to watch me on well, on yeah, it's probably, yeah, because obviously that's what you need when you're sort of trying to spearhead survival into the premier league is sleepless nights don't you with, with a little baby bless him but uh yeah julian yeah. julian's in right who is the next in that back three then ben so i'm gonna save the one who's gonna play in the middle from the last player because okay. i think he's he's class so on the other side i'm gonna have stevie potts oh stevie potts so oh. and again when i think back to like my youngest memories you know, even the 94, 95 Merlin, I think it was Merlin, other sticker yeah. albums are available. Yes. Um, collecting all the stick. Tim Breaker was, I remember Tim Breaker playing right back and being like, I like yeah. Tim Breaker. But um, Steve Potts, he played for so many times. He was quality. Mm. Um, and when I went, I think I saw him two years ago when I did the West Ham community feature. Yeah, probably. But it was one of them where you think, oh, I don't want to embarrass myself. And so last year I saw him and was like, no, nah, I'm just going to go for it. So I went over and was like, I don't really remember what I said, but I was like, excuse me. I think he thought, what's going on here? And I was yeah. like, listen, I'm, I was a massive West Ham fan. Like when I was growing up, absolutely loved you. I thought you would call it whatever. So I said something. Yeah. That, and he, he was surprised, I think. I think he thought, really? Because he yeah. looks pretty different now. He does, and, yeah. Um, 
also I looked like a child. So he was probably thinking, how does he remember me? But um, he was really gracious with it and said, oh, like, thanks a lot. And I was like, oh, you know, nice one. Thanks. Um, But yeah, (laughs) he was brilliant. So he is, yeah, and he's, he's very, very humble. Like, which we, we, I'm trying to get him on the channel, but he's not one of these people who does a lot in front of camera at all. Um, in fact, on Thursday, this will go. This will probably go on. Actually, it's probably going to go out Thursday. Anyway, we've got uh, we're doing like these little player profiles, like a bit more in depth with like highlights and stuff. And Steve Potts is our first one we're doing, and we've cool. got one of the only interviews he's probably done um, to camera. And um, but yeah, he's. A very very quiet man but you know as you said he's part of the part of the under 23 set up and stuff like that and yeah. obviously mark's just taken over him um in terms of appearances now i think he's gone above him now but um no he's yeah fantastic servant to the club and yeah foot taller would have played for england you know so um all the united states of course yeah 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 um, sure yeah he was, he was great so he's no, great um, and we're also in that video, we're showing the goal because he scored like one goal against Hull City. We've got that on, on video, so it's, it's going to be fun. Um, right, okay, Potsy's in. And then the, who's, who's the middle one? Who's this? Who's the I class? Everyone's probably going to be able to guess this one. I mean, if it was all time, obviously Bobby Moore would be in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know yeah, that. But, you know, it's while I'm, I've been alive. So it's the idea, yeah. I thought about having James Collins in the team because I really like Ginge. Ginger Pele's quality. Um, yeah. I lived in Cardiff. But I was there for uni and then lived there for a bit after. And, you know, him and Danny Gabadon were, were really good for us. But I'm yeah. going for Rio Ferdinand because, I mean, Rolls yeah. Royce defender, absolutely class, uh, amazing career. Wish he'd have stayed with us for a bit longer. Gutted he went to Leeds, gutted he went to United as well. But um, he was brilliant for us. And he was just like a ridiculous footballer, especially for a centre back. Yeah, he was. And he was just he, was, he was amazing. So he's. Yeah, could have done. And I just think with Rio, he I just think, yeah, he's had this lustrous career afterwards, obviously Leeds, United, England. But he's still I still see him as a West Ham player. It's really weird. Like some yeah. people have left, like Frank and people like that had left. And I don't don't but he I just think, you know, maybe because of Anton, you know, because I mean because he's Anton's still a really big fan and you assume there's some sort of family, you know, fanness there. But uh, no, I is uh no Rio is just class. He was just even at a young age, he was absolutely class, wasn't he? Just and you, you just kind of think as well when he talks, like Joe Cole obviously still loves West Ham. Yeah, Frank Lampard, he never talks about West Ham, obviously, he yeah. just talks about Chelsea. Rio still like we do well, and he's like, Come on, you irons, and put stuff yeah. on Twitter that he's still got a soft spot for West Ham and he cares about the club and stuff. So I think the fans appreciate that as well. You know, he was amazing. I'm glad that he went on and had such a successful career and won the Champions League and whatever. Wish he'd have been able to do it for us, but yeah, brilliant player. Yeah, definitely. Right, okay, Rio's in. That's a good back three. Right, okay, right. With this four, we'll just do one, two, and you can pick, you can do other than the one, the diamond, whatever. You do it as you want to do it, Ben, on your bit of paper. Okay. Okay. We're going through the defensive part of the diamond first. Yep. And um, uh, this was really tough. Picking my midfield was hard. So, you know, I thought about Scotty Parker. I loved yeah. Scotty Parker. He was, he was one of the only good things out of that, like, couple of years. Um, obviously thought about Nobes. Really like Mark Noble. Um, I love Jack Collison. Love Jack Collison. But my defence, this is the only player who plays for us at the moment. So only current player. I'm putting Declan Rice in as my defensive midfielder. Yeah. Um, you know, he's already played... How many times has he played for? 100? Over 100. Over 100. Yeah, already. Um, yeah. He's brilliant. You know, similar to Rio, he could play 
centre back, central midfield. I genuinely think he could play for a top four club already. Um, oh yeah, yeah. If I'd love if he stays for the next five years. Can't really see it, but he care. He clearly cares about the club. He's got character. He's interesting in interviews. Um, you know, he can score a goal occasionally. He puts tackles in. He's he's brilliant for us. And I think since since you talk about Suchek, since he's come in on, into the team, he's his game has gone up a level because, yeah. you know, no disrespect to Mr. Noble at all, fine servant in the club, but he was carrying Mark quite a bit. You know, like you could tell that a little bit, like in terms of his the, the workload, he was seen to be doing Mark's a little bit as well because he's. I mean, Mark Mark Attorney's his mission is is getting on a bit, but him and Suchek just work as a partnership, and. I honestly think in his position, I can't think of anyone in the game at the moment who can match him. Do you know what I mean? Just because he's as a player, you know, like that's a defensive midfield player. I mean, you've got to look Fernandinho at Man City. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Kante, I mean, but I mean, even Kante at the moment isn't being played in the right position. And so yeah. it's like, you know, when I mean, Kante was in his pomp when he's just, when, even at Leicester or when he'd just gone to Chelsea, that's the level at deck, I think, at, at the moment. I just think he's brilliant. And he just got the extra dimension. Kante didn't bomb forward, did he? He didn't get the goals. Fernandinho does, but yeah. he's aging now. And so it wasn't Chelsea I was more worried about him leaving. It was Man City. So I just think they haven't replaced, even Rodri isn't the, isn't the guy to replace Fernandinho. Um, I love the fact that he makes so many tackles when they don't look like tackles. Yes. So he'll come in from the side and he'll, he'll run with someone and then somehow he'll get like the outside of his right or left boot in, yeah. tackle the player and then come away with the ball and then he's off again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think, I think he could, he's already great, but I think he could be ridiculously good. And, and also when Mark was out, there was no question that Deck was going to be captain. You know, yeah, the, guy's, exactly. the guy's 21. Natural, right? Yeah, it's just so natural that, like, you know, it's not going to be Agbona or Balbuena. You know, Balbuena was manager, was captain of Corinthians, and you know, it's Snoddy or you know anyone. It was going to be Declan Rice, and no, no one's even questioned it. And yeah. for somebody who's twenty-one to do that and has played so many games, I haven't done the maths, and I do apologise. I'm sure um, Kent Irons or Kent Hammers will um, will will mention it. I think he's probably what must be one of the youngest winners of the hammer my hammer of the um, hammer of the year. He's got to be one of the youngest. Um, I'm sure someone will tell me if it's not, but I might, I might I might have to have a look at that later on. But yeah, we'll have to look. But yeah, and from an interview perspective, as you said, because he's young, he's not. He hasn't been media trained yet, and so it's just it's enthusiastic and it's it's exciting. It's interesting to listen to him. It's not he hasn't had the sort of you know the media training and the sort of party line put into oh well yeah, the boys played yeah. well and he's like it was just a face like after yeah. when we Spurs and he just does that like blinky face and also he's got a much better haircut than he had when he started as well. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Right. Okay, Dex in. Who's the next one of the four then, Ben? So on. So he's gonna play defensive midfield if you like then on the right hand side we're gonna have Trevor Sinclair oh I love man. Trevor Sinclair really hard. scored some great goals not just for us either some of his goals ridiculous I saw him play for Car he went to Cardiff didn't he after yeah after he, City. he went to Man City after us and then yeah. went to Cardiff later but I was so proud this sounds stupid I was 15 and I'm say I was proud of him but when he played in the 2002 World Cup like he played yeah, against right yeah and I, it was amazing just to have a west ham player playing in the world cup like for england mm -hmm. um 
yeah, I thought he was absolutely quality. And he scored some brilliant goals and he looked well cool in the shirt as well. It was like too baggy for him, especially down the sides here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the yeah, sleeve so, as well. He had really baggy, like bingo wing yeah, sleeve. Yeah. And, but his smile, I know it sounds weird, but his smile, do you know what I mean? He'd score yeah. a goal do, and he just looks, and the, I think the fans loved him. Yeah. And like I say, this isn't a particularly defensive team. Just wait till my front five. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so he's going to help out the back because he, he just works his socks off as well. Yeah. And he's and and it, like you mentioned, like people how they interact with on Twitter and stuff, and Rio does. So there's Tre- Trev Moore and Eddie. You know, I just think he's he the way he talks to fans on Twitter, and clearly he still has West Ham very close to his heart. Um, big fan of the show, so we'll get a retweet now because you put it on. We've had him on, and uh, I mean, even for example, you know, um, so since since lockdown, they've they've put these little stickers around the of legends around the around the outside of the ground. And I went there one game, and it was one game. I can't remember; it might have been Villa or something like that last season, last game. And just to see, because obviously the people were taking snapshots, I'd be interested to see. And I took a couple of pictures uh, for a couple of of couple of ex players, and I took one for Trev, and he's like literally next to Bobby Moore, like right under the big screen. And I texted to him, "There you go, mate." And he and he sent me the most incredible, heartfelt text message back, and it's like that's just he was just so flabbergasted that he's on there, and it's like. He took me back because I just thought, you know, clearly the, the man still loves the club and it's amazing. And you know, there's yeah. a couple more, but there's but he, he just came back and I was just like, oh my god. Um, yeah, I right, tried for him. Um, when I first moved up with my job, so five and a half years ago, I lived, I think I mentioned earlier, I lived in Media City, rented a flat there for yeah, um, just over four years, and he'd often be in and around Media City, so I saw him a few times. But it was that thing where I was like, oh, I don't want to disturb him. Like I see him in the local little supermarket or walking down, and I always wanted to say something, and I never did. So I don't know if he'll listen to this, but Trev, like, thanks, mate. Yeah, he was brilliant. He will. He will listen. And and but then and again, like as you said, that sort of time, football players did go to the supermarkets, and they were, you know, it was exciting to go. Nowadays, that's one of my big gripes about doing the uh, no from doing the show. One of the big gripes is that footballers now seem to be so professional that they don't they don't go to they don't pop down to the co-op to get a pint of milk now, so you don't see them. But even like I remember, like Shaka. I remember I used to work in Safeways in Loughton. I remember I've seen a clip of you talking to him about yeah, that. Honestly, and he was so like taken back, and it was like it, it was him. It was like literally every Friday he would be in there, and you'd see his head because he was so tall. And then we had like Samasi Abu, and yeah. he'd come in with his shopping, and I'd because I was like you know GCSE French, that's all I could like muster, you know, and just sort of said. And then we had. Uh, and it sounds a bit Alan Partridge, but I once saw Paul Kitson in a Woolworths with a big bag of pick and mix. But you know, it's just like, but that is very Partridge. As you said, like seeing Trevor Sinclair walking around Media City or around Salford area, you're thinking. Also, he's always dressed like beautifully. Yeah, he turns himself out nice. Yeah, yeah. So you look at him and go, oh yeah, nice. I like. I not many people can rock one of those flat cap caps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd look ridiculous in one of those. He rocks it. I had one once. I look like a rock. Oh no, I'd look ridiculous. I look but like Trev, Trev looks cool. Blind as extra. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, have, we haven't got a good app for him. I'll just throw that one on. Don't matter. He's in the background, right? Okay, so Trevor is in. Okay, let's go. Let's go the the other wings. We're on the left end of that of that diamond. Joe Cole, nice. But nice. I don't want him like wide left. I want him playing in the middle. Yeah, so that's why it's a diamond because Joey Cole, like, oh, I loved him. I loved the first time he was there. I loved him so much. Yeah. Um, 
I was gutted when he left. And I was also gutted. I know he had an amazing career and he did brilliantly, but I just felt it wasn't wasted on the left, but under Mourinho at times, it was just, yeah, he's so creative. And we'd get the ball with us and you'd think that something's going to happen and he'd either do a Maradona or a turn or a Croy turn and he'd go and his shirt would be untucked and he'd have his tongue sticking out a little bit and he's off. Whereas... It felt like I'd watch him at Chelsea and then a bit late for England and it was like he was coached to go for it and then be like, don't do that stuff, keep the ball. Yeah. And he was still am amazing and I, this isn't yeah. digging him out, but I just, I, I loved it when he had that freedom. I'd put him in a team and be like, get the ball, do your stuff. You can change the game for us, go and do it. Um, yeah, and it was, I was so chuffed when he came back. I know he, by that point, you know, different type of player and he was older and but just yeah. yeah he was awesome and the fans loved him and it was so exciting when he got the ball his close control and even watching him when he what was it that um competition that we won when he was like super young that the, goal was fa cup it was the fa youth cup wasn't it when was Coventry nine nil yeah no, eight nil i mean too good he's too, he's too good he had a terrible haircut as well a bit like Declan rice he did it? he did yeah you're right he had a very similar rice-esque sort of bowl yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut, yeah. Isn't it? yeah, yeah. Right now, his hair's like dead smart, and he's dressed yeah. as, and he speaks sense. I think he's he's doing really well as a as a pundit. It's been nice to see speaks him. Speaks really well, did he? Speaks really well. Really and, well. You know, I remember seeing him the first few times, and it was I didn't feel like he was nervous, but I think he's grown into it and got more confident with his punditry. And I think he does a really good job. And um, yeah, it's great. And he clearly cares about the club as well. Yeah. Loved him as a player. I think he, he seems like it's, I've never met him, but he seems like a really nice bloke too. So um, yeah, in there. No, you're right, and he's, I think you're right. He's he when he was at West Ham the first time, that was argue. I think that was that was his best in terms of being creative. Because you said, I think you're right. I think Mourinho did knock it out of him, and I, and and actually we were talking the other day. Someone said, you know, we haven't really England hasn't had a player since Joe Cole since Joe Cole, and you yeah. think about it and go, yeah, you're right. Like that sort of maverick. Obviously, before him, you had someone like Gaza and and then you had Joe Cole, and you haven't had anyone like him since. And I think it's because, as you said, kids are trained now to be a position. And where Joe was the free role, you don't get free roles in football now. You know, even Hazard was like on the left. You know, and it's like yeah. you don't get that. And I think it's detriment because you lose that excitement um, that he had. Even even Grealish sort of tends to doesn't have that sort of, you know he's not a maverick player he sort of still has this sort of position he has to play and it's a shame because it's it'd be, you know it'd be good to have someone like that just to throw him on maybe ben rama might be this mm -hmm. then they're gonna put, the, put him on the left army that's just gonna put him on the, that's all we're gonna do um, also that goal that joe cole scored for england against was it sweden oh, yes the beautiful god bless him Right, yeah. so we've got Sinclair, Joe Cole. Who's the next one? Of the, uh, who's the, the right? So, honorable mentions first of all for midfield Collison, yeah. Mark Vivian Foe. I thought was amazing for us. Great shout, yeah. And I love Ian Bishop, love Ian Bishop so oh, much. Friend of the channel, another friend of the channel, Bish Boshies. God bless Is him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought he was a mate. I remember we'd, we'd go to away games more when I was younger. My dad would take me and we'd go to Highfield Road and we'd go to Villa Park. And I remember watching him in the midfield, and yeah. He was he was class and he had his really long hair. Yeah. So yeah. Like I say, Scotty Parker as well. But the top, so in that creative tip of the diamond, it's a bit controversial, but I'm gonna say Dimitri Payet. But you know, everyone says it. Everyone's literally, I think Dimitri Payet is not the most picked, but like maybe of the modern era, he's probably one of the most picked players. And everyone always prefaces it with, Oh, I'm gonna a bit controversial. But he was an amazing he was, player. 
it was ridiculous for us. And it's the first, last time pretty much I'd, I'd get like, you're excited, right? He gets the ball and he thought something was going to happen and he could do everything. He looked slow, but he had such quick feet and he saw a pass and he took free kicks and he was so skillful. He was just absolutely class. And that year, obviously it was the last season at Upton Park and it was my first year living up here. And I got to go to quite a few away games. So I went to Anfield when we won 3-0. And we hadn't won there for like 52 years. No, exactly, yeah. So that was great. In fact, I was I jumped up so many times that I got home. I was like, my knees are a bit sore. I took off my jeans <laughs> and I'd cut my knees on the seat in front. I had blood all on, down my legs. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So I went to that game and then I went to Man City when we beat them 2-1. Yep. And then this was the best. I don't know if you were there. Goodison Park when we were 2-0 down. Lukaku missed a penalty. And I went to all of them on my own. But in in most of those, but certainly the one at Goodison Park, like the bloke next to me, I have no idea who he was. We were hugging. But he's what I think about with that's, you know, you think about loads yeah. of things. Last game at the bowling. and But Dimitri Pyatt was unreal. Unreal yeah. for us. He was, and and what I what I like about Payet as well is, he was. I mean, you know, I, I think it's probably fair to say, Ben, he's probably the last time we're going to have a Ballon d'Or nominee in our team. Yeah, maybe, maybe you never know, you never know. But um, he was just class. Oh, Jared Bowen this season, maybe. <laughs> ben Rama, that's who the ones. That's, a, that's yeah. it. He's gonna he's gonna come on this year leaps and bounds. No, but I, I, you know what I mean. It, it just seems like he was just such a good player, and he was just amazing to watch. And yeah, the way he left. But those types of players, they're just petulant. They throw their toys at the pram, and yeah, that's the other side of them. You know, Anatovic and people like that. They're, they're the same type yeah. of you know. Um, but he was brilliant. And as a, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have had that season. That last yeah, exactly. Time. Exactly. Um, so we're all thankful for that. But uh, all right, we'll put Pyatt in. Right, who's next? Uh, well, that's that's the four in it. Now we've got the that's three. The now, we've got three up top. So we go wide left first. Yeah, go on. <laughs> is this most attacking team? I love it. You probably shouldn't be playing here, but Paolo Di Canio is going to play there. You just play anywhere. You play you? anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, similar to you know Joey Cole, Dimitri Payet. Well, first of all, his character. He loves the club. Yeah. Um, Heart of a lion, gave it everything. The fans loved him. Ridiculously talented. Maverick, the goal he scored. Well, how many? You can name so many ridiculous goals. That goal at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. Uh, unreal. Um, the goal, obviously, against Wimbledon. I remember watching that at a golf club with my dad. And he had to wear, he weren't allowed to wear football shirts. And he had to wear um, proper shoes. And then it gets put into the back pocket to Canio does that. And we were like, <laughs> 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 running the golf on the belt. Um, yeah. Quality, yeah. like he's got a screw loose. Yeah, absolutely yeah. quality. Yeah, and he's entertaining, wasn't he? He was entertaining, yeah. and like now, and like I've said it before on some some previous videos, but when now you get entertained by trickery by someone you know doing a Rabona or whatever, he would do that. But also, you'd be entertained by the man himself. You know, it was just a personality, and that's what I think we miss in modern football. Those yeah, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, yeah. No, he's he was a, a top bloke, pal. And just, you, you pay your season ticket just to watch him. And as you said, he'd like... he, he do things where he'd just be stood there with the ball at his feet and like he'd drop, he'd just mess around, like drop his shoulder, yeah. drop another shoulder, flick his foot out, and then he'd do that. You know that goal he scored against Arsenal, and he gets yeah. a few lucky ricochets. But you know, you make your own luck a little bit. He was just 
He was brilliant. It's like that, that Arsenal goal just just epitomises it's an incredible piece of football. You know, he he made arguably the the Premier League's strongest centre back pairing, and their goalkeeper looked like they were schoolboys. Yeah. And he did it with his shorts on backwards because he was superstitious about live about. You know, you see, and someone mentioned to me, and I look back, and yeah, you just see the pony and the thing on the back of his shorts. It's like, I don't even think I knew that. No, I didn't know that until. But go back and watch it, and you'll see he's got his shorts on backwards because he's he was always unlucky. Yeah, because obviously you're unlucky, so you turn your shorts on backwards. That's what I mean. The man's. That's, that's why we love him. That's why we love him, man. As well, this would probably be controversial. I know some people are like oh, Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp is one of my favourite managers for us because he's Me the too. manager I remember. Yeah, I, I remember being in the car on the way home from school, we got picked up and it was my friend's mum driving and we were just getting on the A38 in Devon and it came on the news that he'd, he'd left. And I was yeah. absolutely gutted. I remember sat in the back right seat. It was what, 19 years ago? I remember it so clearly. And he gave loads of those players that kind of freedom to like, they've got to have a manager who believes in them. And um, yeah, De Canio, if he felt loved, I think he was just different class. Well, I, I think I think that's why we took. I mean, we've obviously spoken about him quite at length, but I think um, that's why he has this affiliation with West Ham because we resurrected his career. Do you know what I mean? He was he'd pushed off a referee, um, yeah. and and I still think that you know if he didn't go to West Ham, he would you wouldn't have put him in the same category as a terry Henry, a zola a bird camp de Canio is part of that conversation now from his west ham days he wasn't that when he was at sheffield wednesday you know so it just seems uh, I, I still think there's because of his his affiliation with west ham that's why he took to west ham fans so much and that's why we love him because he still does you know he's got west ham i i love anyone with a tattoo i utmost respect i'm terribly phobic of needles and he has a west ham tattoo so fair play and you know there's a great song about him as well we love a song don't we same as Pyatt and and jerry cole and you know west ham magnifico is unreal so it's just amazing. I love it. Yeah. Right. Okay. Paolo's in. Who is next then? Ben? Right. I know he didn't play for us much, but I'm going with Carlos Tevez. Yeah. And right. similar to what we've said about some of those other players, when he wanted to, and most of the time for us, he did. And then he certainly did at United and City. Worked his socks off, never stopped running. Gave it everything. Obviously, that year, the back end of that season, when we stayed up and he scored the winner at Old Trafford, he was ridiculously good. I think I went to his first game. I, I think that their first game was against Aston Villa in the like September at home, and we drew one all. Tevez and Mascarano, and I, I was at that. We drew one all. I think Bobby Zamora scored one like a fish shin from a corner or something. And at that point, you'd never have thought that we'd a have such a diabolical season and then somehow turn it round, or yeah. they'd have that much of an impact. But you know, I was looking last night at how many all the West Ham players who've played in the Premier League. Yeah, he's, he hardly played any games, but yeah. he's so important to kind of our exactly. history and yeah. He's sort of like he, yeah. He he was. I think mean, to be honest, yeah. He turned up for half a season with us, really. And yeah. but the impact he had, and it just seemed, you know, he just brought this impact very, very quickly. And we've obviously had we've interviewed obviously players who were playing around that time, and he really wanted to embed himself within the sort of the the, the club culture. Um, mm-hmm. 
didn't want to learn English though for some reason. Masamori yeah. did apparently. Um, so much so that I think Anton tells a great story of they were at some London nightclub and Carlos turned up, but he turned up with his interpreter. So he's on the dance floor with his interpreter. And you can imagine doing some other Argentinian tango, you know, drenched with sweat, trying to communicate to Anton and the rest of the gang. Um, <laughs> that's why we love him, man, because it's just he's, I love that stuff. But yeah, um, you just kind of uh, when I picture him there aren't many players most of the players that we've picked out here you see them in claret and blue right whereas with yeah, him yeah. was it our th- i don't even know if it was our second kit the third kit the dark blue one yeah, yeah. Dark see him blue. wearing that uh which yeah. is obviously the kit we wore when we beat united at one nil but um yeah so there was something special about him in the back end of that season so he's a yeah, yeah. And obviously the fact he's again affiliation for West Ham, you know, I, I don't ever remember seeing a, a player coming back to play for another club who had such an ovation. And even when we played like someone reminded me the other day when we played um Argent we had Argentina with like an international at, at Upton Park and he came on and he wasn't playing for West Ham anymore, but you know, there's like Messi and and he came on to this standing ovation. It's just like oh, yeah. yeah, incredible. Um all right, um, colleagues. You know, people who'd kiss the badge or give it that yeah. this and it well, would feel no one no one did it again until he came back until he played for man united apparently there's, there's pictures in the 60s the 70s 80s and people did that when they signed for the club but no one did that cross hammers i can remember until carlos did it for man man united when he came back to us and then everyone does it now you know it's like yeah. <laughs> yeah. right all right let's put carlitos in so there's one more spot one more right, spot. so I thought about Tony Cotty, and we've spoken about him already, but yeah. I can't really remember Tony and his pomp, obviously. Yeah. And I remember him playing for Leicester more and like after he left us again. Yeah. Thought about John Hartson, because Hartson and Kitson up front in kind of whenever that was, mid-90s, unreal. And yeah. I really like John Hartson. I've never met him, but he seems like an amazing... I know he's done this. He seems like yeah. an amazing bloke, and um, I love his accent as well. He's, he's yeah. quality. But um, up top, I'm having Dean Ashton. Dino. Gotta be Dino. I thought I wish we had him now. I wish he was playing up front for us now. Yeah. Um he would he, actually do a good, he would do a good job because that Antonio role, wouldn't it? Yeah. And like I remember one of the first games he played for us. Oh, it feels like it was one of the first games he played for us. And it was at Upton Park. It was on Sky, and I was in like Bobby Tracy, which is where I grew up and watched it in the pub. And it was like he won every header. I know Bobby Tracy. Dude. I used to go to I used to go to Bobby. We used, we used to do Bobby Castle. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We used to do at work at my old job. We used to do it as a summer. I used to I love going Bobby Castle. But is it Bobby oh, no. or Bobby? Okay. Yes. That's that's where we lived for a oh, long time. Carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember he just won like every header, and yeah, he had good touch. He was great in the air. He clearly cared about the club, the overhead kick he scored at Old Trafford, like the goals in the FA Cup final. Brilliant. I wish he hadn't, obviously, <laughs> probably him more than me, that he hadn't got injured. But um, And then I thought it was a nice story as well, because when I was at uni, it's my second year, I was really bored of writing essays, and I was 20, just about to turn 21, and I was so bored of writing essays, I was like, I'm going to write to Dean Ashton, which is like something you do when you're nine, right? So I wrote to him and was like, Dean, you're my favourite. I know this is a bit weird. It's nearly my 21st birthday. I'm really bored of writing essays at uni. Um, massive West Ham fan. think you're brilliant. Gutted that you got injured. Can't wait to see you back. If there's any chance you could send me like a signed photo or something, I'd love it. 
I mean, it's a bit cringeworthy even thinking back. Anyway, a few months went past, and then one day I get this post, and I don't recognize the handwriting on it. And yeah. it's been posted in like Pizza Brewer or something, I don't know. I opened it up, handwritten, second class stamp in the corner. I'm like, I've no idea what this is. Anyway, it's Dino. And he's written back, and he, I've got it upstairs framed. And it says, like, Dear Ben, the club didn't pass on your note in time for your 21st birthday, but hope you had a good one. Only photos available at present, Dino. And it's him in that, it was, who were we sponsored by? XL or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him in that shirt with his ridiculous bleach blonde hair, signed photo with that note. And then the year after, last game of the season, we played, I think it was this, I think it was the last game of the season, the season after. We played Middlesbrough when they'd gone down. I think Southgate was still in charge. Yeah. And um, Jack Collison was playing and he was great. And I met Ray Winston before the game and we had a photo, which was quite cool. But Dean Ashton was there in the car park. And... There were loads of people just giving him stuff, sign this, like, sign that. Um, and I just waited near, the, and he, he got through everyone, and then he just kind of looked at me, and I think yeah. he thought, what the hell does this guy want? Because I didn't want him to sign anything, and I was just like, hey, Dean, and he, he was like, right, you're right. I said, listen, I just wanted to say thanks a lot, because uh, that's a bit weird, but I wrote to you last year when I was at uni, <laughs> and you wrote back. I didn't expect you to write back. You wrote back, and he, he said something like, yeah, Cardiff Uni, right? And he remembered yeah, nice. and I was like, yeah, I've never seen him since, but I just thought that was such a nice touch, and he clearly cared about the fans and the club, and he could have been, he was great, but he could have been so good. He was too good for us. He could have played for yeah. anyone and got loads of caps for England and scored loads mm -hmm. of goals. So I'm glad that he's doing well with his punditry and his that side of his career, but yeah, I thought he was, I loved him. And I still, yeah. how many years is it later? And I, I still go, oh, yeah, Dean Ashton. Yeah, what could have been? And, and I think with Dino, I, it's funny. It was only, I didn't really think much. My, I always think he's in my 11 as well. But I was thinking about it. When we signed Bowen, I had the same level of excitement when we signed Bowen as I did when we signed Dean Ashton because he was like young, hungry, British championship player. You know he's going to come on and play his art out of mustard and, and Dino was the complete striker I don't think we'll ever have one like him uh, England let alone West Ham um because he could do it all wouldn't he and it was just a shame it's such a West Ham thing that he gets hobbled by I think he's the smallest player to play for England ever and and even now if Sean White Phillips comes on the telly um I, I can't watch it it's really weird it's like <laughs> poor, car, poor kid did nothing wrong but nothing yeah really no. but just, um yeah just typical West Ham but uh, typical it really is so yeah and that's the 11. that's my God. 11. it's yeah, pretty exciting isn't it i think we'll concede a lot of goals but we'll score quite a few you'd be first a match of the day let's be honest yeah <laughs> sometimes positive sometimes negative but it'll be entertaining ben man it's really been lovely i really really appreciate your time i know with, with the you know with studio time and stuff it's all really really busy so you know to take a, an hour and 20 god um i really really appreciate your time man it's been great Thank hey no you. worries thanks for having me on sorry that i chewed your ear off for most of it we love it we love it we love it people love a long episode because well until until recently people would would listen to it and it'd be like an hour or so and that's their workout now obviously you know now after thursday you won't have that but yeah. they take a dog for a walk or whatever but it's all good but uh no thanks man and obviously thank you to everyone for watching um yeah, if you've been watching you. on on youtube like share subscribe um if you're listening to it on the podcast on apple podcast um um uh, spotify I, I can't remember it google podcasts uh, alexa play my hammers 11 uh -huh. um 
all of that will work. Uh, give it a like, give it a share. For me and Ben, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Come in your wines, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.